Good morning, Tasmania. Great to have your company. Welcome to Off the Bench Live from Tasmania this morning on this big day of football. Hawthorne and Fremantle here in Launceston today. And we're broadcasting this morning live from McDonald's in King King's Meadows, excuse me, corner of Hobart and Opossum Roads here in Launceston. Come down and see us this morning, Liam Pickering, to join us momentarily. Uh, here all morning and building up to the big one today, Hawthorne and Fremantle, just outside here in magnificent Launceston in the car park here at Macca's on, in Kings Meadows corner of o- Hobart and Opossum Roads in Launceston. Last night to the footy, Geelong, aren't they the real deal? 30 goals, 20, 98. They had 33 scoring shots on the Crows, would you believe, on their home uh, ground over in South Australia. 11-6-72, a 26-point game. Uh, Dangerfield, 33 touches in his return, but Motlop the star, 24, and kicked four goals. More on that soon. Some golf, some tennis, some Olympics. The big build-up to Hawthorne and Fremantle today and more. Swing by, pop past and say day. Liam Pickering and myself here all morning this morning. And this is Off the Bench Across Tasmania. Let's get it rolling right across the state. You're Off the Bench Across Tasmania, live here this morning from McDonald's in Kings Meadows, right here in the corner of Hobart and Opossum Roads in Launceston, if you're in town, swing in. Come and see us. Swing by. We are at McDonald's and we're building up to Hawthorne and Fremantle. The Dockers may be just a sneaky chance today. Certainly some confidence in the Fremantle camp that their form can continue to improve. Hawthorne, uh, nearly indestructible down here in Tasmania. It's great to be in this magnificent state for the weekend and for the footy today. Gee, you can notice it around town. The footy just brings Launceston to life. And uh, last night, footy was magnificent. 26-point uh, win to the Cats. 13 goals, 20-98 to 11-6-72. Uh, Geelong were tested. They were inaccurate, as you can tell. Uh, Adelaide hung tight. In fact, got within two points deep in the third quarter. And when the game was on in earnest in the last quarter, it was the Cats' stall which he lifted. A big goal from Enright at, at a stage when they needed a circuit breaker in the game. Uh, some fantastic performances from Guthrie, who had 36 touches. Uh, Kirsten was excellent up forward. He kicked another three goals. He's become a real sleeper in this Geelong team. Uh, Dangerfield... Uh, as Brad, as uh, Chris Scott said after the game, not his best game, but they mark him pretty harshly. And uh, by his own stance, 33 touches, he was still very, very good. And Motlop just had a bag of tricks, 24 touches and four goals. And I think the defence now, the Cats ranked number one. They are in really good form. They are on top of the ladder, albeit with North Melbourne, with a game in hand. And you would think that the Cats are going to be there at the business end of the season. They've got games against Carlton and Collingwood to come. Nothing, no game's an easy game these days, but you'd think the Cats are going to have a pretty good uh, position on the AFL table into the back end of the year where their draw gets a bit tougher. For the Crows, well, they're just a couple of goals off the top four sides, aren't they? And they, their four losses have been all against four elite teams. Uh, they've got one win against Sydney at home too, so their draw's been tough. And I don't think they've lost too many fans, albeit were thoroughly outplayed last night. And Adelaide now ninth on the AFL ladder. Melbourne sneaking into the eight. Yes, that's right. Melbourne sneaking into the eight on the back of last night's game. Uh, if you watched the game, give us a call. Your thoughts, one 23 or anything you'd like to talk about in the world of football. It's a free call, local call, one 23 We're going to talk some Tasmanian footy, some Hawks. We put Barn Burgle on the agenda this morning too. Had the pleasure of playing the magnificent Tasmanian course yesterday. What a treat that was, and uh, that's still to come. one 23 48. Big game today. James 
Frawley and Sam Mitchell both return for the Hawks lineup. Cyril Rioli, though, not here in Tasmania after a family illness. He did not travel and will not play. But uh, a big game ahead today between Hawthorne and Fremantle. On the golf, just quickly before we move on, Jason Day leads the Players' Championship by two shots at 12-under. Three under through eight in his second round. Fellow Aussie, Jason um, Day, excuse me, fellow, fellow Aussie, um, shot a, Adam Scott, I should say, shot a seven under pass, 65 in his second round to move to six under for the tournament. And in the tennis, it's holding up around Nick Kyrgios. Tennis Australia boss Steve Healy has thrown his support behind Nick Kyrgios after he, after he came under fire from the chef de mission, uh, Kitty Chiller, who uh, in the Herald Sun today and in media yesterday, hit back pretty hard at suggestions and inferred criticism of her from Nick Kyrgios. Now, Steve Healy said that uh, Kyrgios's performance this year has been markedly improved. He's shown more maturity. Nick deserves the opportunity to concentrate on his tennis without any additional distractions. It sounds like, although it's yet to be confirmed, that he is not going to Rio later in the year. And John Millman emerging as a likely beneficiary, the 60th-ranked Australian, the Queenslander, has been coming with a bit of a rush and it looks like before the June 6 cutoff, he will get the nod uh, ahead of Kyrgios and Bernard Tomic. Well, little said the better. Well, one 300 Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you this morning. Even better, swing past and see us this morning. Liam Pickering to join us momentarily. We're here at Kings Meadows Maccas in Launceston. Come past and say good day as we build up to Hawthorne and Fremantle today just down the road. Off the bench across Tasmania for Kubota. If you need reliable, dependable backup power, always use Kubota diesel generators. And, of course, we're here at Macca's, the best blend yet at McCafe Drive-Thru here at uh, Kings Meadows this morning, corner of Opossum and Hobart Roads in Launceston before this afternoon's Hawthorne and Fremantle game. We're looking forward to it. Should be an absolute beauty. Liam Pickering is here. Good morning to you, old mate. Morning, Hutch. It's a big weekend of football in Tasmania. The mood around the state, incredible when footy comes to town, isn't it? Oh, it is. It's, it's a fantastic place, but also the Hawks just need to get their act together today, don't they? Really get on a roll because we watched the Cats last night. They're the benchmark now. Yeah, they are. Five and two, the Cats. Oh, sorry. A seven and one, the Cats, in a ripping form last night. I'll tell you what I watched last night, Picks. I played golf yesterday afternoon. I've heard. I've heard. At Barn Boogle, which I think you've been to before, haven't you? I've never been there, no. Well, I know it's, uh, it's become a wonderful tourist attraction around Australia, and you hear great things on the mainland about Barn Boogle. It's everything you think it is and more. Just yeah. magnificent. What were your numbers? Oh, I had seven Stableford points in nine holes. No, no. <laughs> so overall, off the stick, what are we talking? 130, 140? Oh, I only played the nine. I got arrived late. Well, let's and... call it 80, 80 odd. Yeah, I sprayed them everywhere. I went through about eight balls, I reckon. But it's a, just magnificent. You're a poor player at best. At best. At best. And you get on a tough course. And I'll tell you what, there's, there's a, a lot, <laughs> lot of talk about it yesterday. There's a 467-metre par 5 that was downwind yesterday, and I've hit one out of the middle on the driver, and we measured it. It's gone 362 yards off the tee. I had 105 wedge into a par 5, and I've, t and I've had an 8. I've had seven shots for the last 105 yards. <laughs> I, I put it to you, sir. You really think about what you just told me then and have another go. You measured it. One, which sounds like garbage. Two, how far do you reckon it went? It went 362 yards. <laughs> downwind, downhill. 
Nah, not open it, hell that And I had a 105-yard wedge in. I hit pitching wedge into the far five, Well, and I've had an eight. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I believe that part of it, but I don't believe you hit it that far in the first place. So, so, so I loved it. And the bar there, the sporty there, where they bring the pizzas out, you're sitting over on top of overlooking uh, the sea and the two courses. Uh, who who were you there with, Craig? All my old school mates. There's six of us down here. It's just they're coming to the footy today. It's just sensational. It's not a hope in hell you had six mates. <laughs> I'll, I'll say, I'll, I'm putting it to you that... You probably had three blokes from you. You had a, you had a foursome, didn't you? There were six of us. And there's no way you found two extra friends. And the, the, the footy on there on the Friday night, absolutely magnificent. And to, to Roscoe, who drove me this morning from Van Bergel here in Launceston, an hour and a quarter, who listens every Saturday morning on LAFM to the show. Uh, sorry, not Roscoe. Excuse me. Roscoe's at the golf club. To Paul, who drove me this morning. And to Roscoe at the course last night. Thanks for the hospitality. Absolutely magnificent. <laughs> if there's a better golf, one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. Is there a better golf course in Australia than Barn Boogle? One three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. For the locals, give me the steer. Is Lost Farm or the Dunes are better? And for those who've played King Island, I'm told it's pretty exceptional. KI, very good. On the other side very of Tasmania, good. maybe there's something else in this state we haven't yet discovered golf-wise. But Barn Boogle for me, it's stating the obvious. It's nearly one of the great experiences I've had of all time. one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. If the locals could sort me out here, if there's a better deck, or your thoughts on the two courses at Barn Burgle and the whole setup, uh, give us a call. one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. It's a free call, local call. one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. Before we get into the footy, it's time for... On off the bench, the dig. Now, I'm going to have a dig at the Jeremy Howe situation. You're here to tell me that the greatest mark of all time can break a finger after his missus throws a frisbee aimed at his dog. I'm going to have a dig at Warney, Shane Warne. I never miss celebrity, you know that. I watch it every night. I'm having a dig at Kanye West for writing a song about himself. The dig. Visit the Dial Before You Dig website for handy information on safe excavation practices at double that's it, Dial Before You Dig. It is the essential first step. Uh, dial Before You Dig, uh, Visit the website or call them during business hours. They've got your back. It's a free service and they sort you out. Picks, who would you like to have a dig at? Look, I want to have a dig at um, Brian Taylor, you know, BT from Saturday Night Coverage on Channel 7. And the reason being is that Hutch, oh, you've called the odd game on AFL, but of course I've called a fair bit. Um, but Brian now is not only the caller on Channel 7, he's also the medico. There's no Dr. Peter Larkins. There's just BT. And he's pulling injuries out of where you know where. Let's have a listen to his diagnosis last week of Jake Stringer. And Stringer looks a little sore as well, gee, I hope that's not a hamstring. I think he has a bit of a history of hamstrings. And that's looking... Look, he's, he's left leg. Oh, he's done his string for sure. You reckon it was string bristle? Well, yeah, he's just touching at the left side of the hamstring, and the way he's coming off, there's no urgency because he doesn't want to do any more damage to it. I would say Jake Stringer has almost certainly done a string. If that contest there looked like he might have done a hamstring. Yeah, either a hammy or a corky there in that marking contest. He may have been kneed in the back of the leg as well. I'm not sure it's a hammy. It's... Let's hope it's not. Let's hope it is a corky. I reckon it is. The way he came off, he looked very uh, disappointed as well, Richo. Maybe you're right, Richo. He's trying to warm up, but, gee, it's not looking good for the package. I think he may have got a knee in that marking contest. Let's hope so. So, I reckon they'd still have him down 
testing him if it was a string. So you could be right, Richo, with the with the corky. The doctors have dealt with him. Now he's over to the physios. Yeah. And I think you could be right, Richo. It might even have been up near the hip, uh, which can be terrible. Yeah, look at that. A high up on his left thigh. And that's uh, bleeding nicely in there right now. Oh, seriously. <laughs> it was a, a corgi. It was a bloody corgi. Someone <laughs> ran into his leg and he went yeah. off. PT had him out for six weeks with a hamstring. Yeah. Richo had him out with a, a hamstring and then a corgi and then he had a hip injury. Richo oh. was what I liked about Richo was he was trying to tell Brian he was wrong without being pushed. Yeah. He, he needs to be pushy. <laughs> Brian needs occasionally needs a bit of a push. He needs to be. T- oh. I don't think he's actually ever correctly diagnosed an injury in twenty years nah, on the media. I, I'm telling you right now, the two worst at diagnosing injuries. Brian Taylor, yep. Eddie Maguire. He has bikes that are out for the season. <laughs> He'd come back on in 10 minutes. It's well, unbelievable. Speaking of Eddie, try this on for a dig. Straight down the ground. Tex Marker takes the walk. Uh, uh, takes the mark. Tex Walker, beautiful kick. <laughs> Tex Marker takes the walk. Takes the walk. I like it. <laughs> He's the kit back to the front, of course. He's a toy cosser from way back too, Eddie. He's a toy cosser. <laughs> my word is. Yep. I reckon uh, BT, by the way, might be just a touch infatuated with the package, oh, Jake Stringer. Really? Do you reckon he might be a yeah, little bit really? over the, over the really? top? Yep. So that's our friendly dig this morning. For Dial Before You Dig, handy information on safe excavation practices, double one, double o dot com dot au. More short, more, oh, more no. soon on Off The Bench. Yeah. He was off the bench this morning for Kubota for Glasgow Engineering and William Street in Launceston. Right around the corner from here, it's great to have them on board our Tasmanian off the bench. And of course... For Maccas, we are here live this morning. McDonald's Kings Meadows. So come past and join us here all morning this morning from McDonald's in Kings Meadows. Maccas, of course, a McCafe, magnificent blend and driving an official restaurant of the AFL. If you're in the area, you're coming to the footy, come past and say g'day. Uh, big one today, Picks. It's going to be really important, as you mentioned, by Hawthorne. They've had a funny old season, the Hawks. You look at their performances so far, five and two somehow. They've had a couple of bailout games, and but they are turning this team over a bit more aggressively than people have realised with young talent. Well, they're five and they'll be five and three after today. We know that. And it's five and three like, after today. Well, they're five and two now, aren't they? Even they'll get beat. Oh, sorry, six and two. And this time last year they were four and four. <laughs> is what I'm saying, basically. Now they're, they're going okay. Like it. Yeah, it's got, <laughs> they've just got a couple of uh, a couple of issues, Craig, and that's you know senior players not playing. That's basically what it is. And, and, and they're coming towards be, the end. And they'll still be good. That might be a problem. Yeah, they can't win it, though, this year. Well, they can't, absolutely they can win it. They can't win it. Because of course they can win it. No, their, their window has, thankfully, for those who uh, are bored by their three flags, well, I hate to say that here in Tasmania, because well, everyone loves you're, you're them, wrong, and you can mate. see what... You're wrong. Of course they can win it. 100% they can win it. There's only four or five teams that can win it now. Well, I think that they'll miss the top four. I can't see Geelong missing top four. No, they'll definitely make the top four after last night. I think the Giants will be top four. No, they won't. I think the Swans will be top four. Swans will. And the fourth spot looks like it'll be... North Melbourne. North Melbourne. Give them some sort Bulldogs of there as well. So Hawthorne, I've got... Hawthorne, West Coast, where they are right now, sort of 6-7 is about right, I reckon. West Coast haven't quite come out the way they did last year in the, in the depth of the... As I said, Archie, this time last year, that, yeah, they were 4-4. Four and four. Yep. After today. They so, were. And, yeah. and they won a flag. So, of course, they can win it. I mean, Rafi's about three weeks away, four yep. weeks away. They've come off a bit at the top, though, haven't they? Like they're, a little bit. Yeah. Re- um, Hodge is banged up and wounded. They've lost you know, Hale, Lake, you know, those sort of players at the, the older end of their careers. Yeah. There's a few holes in the side. They're turning it over. They're, their kids are on it look pretty pretty good. 
I think Sicily's done some nice things. Lovell's been, been okay. He's been, he's been good. Lovell got dropped today. Um, Billy Hartung's come along. Um, this, the younger players aren't the issue. It's getting their older players to play the way they did. I thought last week yep. was a turning point from last Friday night, to be honest. And I think they're going to be very hard to beat this year. Interesting with the Dockers. They've sort of done exactly what we expected them to do. They've left Pallage oh. out of the trip. Oh, no. It's what you said on Footy Classified. I saw you. This is what I'd do. But Since when does anyone take any notice of you? Well, we said Fife would be ruled out for the season. He was Thursday night. Well, he's got a leg. We suggested Pavlich to retire earlier. Well, he hasn't yet. Ross has been emphatic about that, but he didn't travel. We said that Barlow and Dawson would get waffle time, and that's exactly what happened this week. Well, they needed it, though. Yep. In fairness. They, so, they needed a spell. And we said they'd play more kids than which they're doing today. So that they are following the blueprint to bottom Fordham and are looking... <laughs> bottom Fordham. They are looking... Listen to you. They're, they're, a spoon... I've had a bit more to think about Pavlich. This is when I'd call stumps on Pavlich. Wait for a derby game. The derby game. Mate, August 6th, I think it is, which is about four weeks out from the end of the year, around 19. They can afford to win that and still finish bottom or second bottom. Make that your grand final. Make that your big Pavlich farewell. All roads lead to that game. Get something out of the season. Knock off the old enemy of the West Coast to put a dent in their finals and top four aspirations. And Pav gets chaired off, finishes at the end of that game. The last month's junk time anyway for Fremantle. That's the game I would identify that they say goodbye to him. Tell you what, I mean, what a fall from grace. They extend him for, for four years on top of this year. Yep. So he's extended the Ross coach. Ross you mean? Yeah, the coach, yeah, till 2020. <laughs> They're Norton 7, and we're now talking about retiring off Pavlich. Five's not coming back. I mean, honestly, if he was uncontracted... He'd be under pressure, wouldn't he? Oh, please. Of course he would. He got the extension just in a nick of time, didn't he? Well, he changed the whole... Yeah, I think you said this the other day. I mean, he changed the whole dynamic of what they're doing this year. Now, all of a sudden, they're rebuilding. Yeah, he flung the narrative hard on its head. Yeah, well, this will be a good test for Ross as a coach, by yep. the way, because he's never done this before. No, but you... You wouldn't doubt him like they No, he's a very good coach. Their, their, form, their form is not that bad, Picks. It's not catastrophic. The Gold Coast game and uh, looks Which appalling is, was in hindsight. It's di- diabolical. Appalling in hindsight when they were tinkering with their game plan. The Carlton thing kind of stacks up a bit. They've played pretty consistent really. footy, the Blues. Not really. They're going to fall away towards the back end, but they've been pretty consistent. But they've had good patches in games against good teams. Led North Melbourne in three-quarter time. Led West Coast into the third. I don't think it's all doom and gloom. I think the kids aren't too bad. You know, some of those kids have got a bit of flair. You name it, name me the kids. Weller, they're, gonna, they're gonna take them to the next premiership. Well Weller's a player, is he? Yeah, he's okay. Yep. Um, they're yeah. gonna have to build the next one around Fife and uh, and Neil. If they can hang on to Neil. Well they are they going how hard I like are they... Clark a lot. Yeah, he's a good player. How, how are they going after how hard are they going after Hogan? Yeah, I, I, I mean they're talk of ten year offers and well, all this Put it this way. They gave Carl Hooker an offer fifteen months out. To the point where he felt obliged to ring Ross Lyon when he didn't yeah. go. I yeah. mean, if they haven't got an offer on Hogan's desk already, I'll go, hey. What, what do you reckon it is? I think it's every bit of what everyone's talking about. 10 years, $15 million. Oh, I reckon probably, I reckon that's unders. Who starts those big deals? I mean, those long deals. <laughs> I mean, Well, you're the big deal king. What well, do you reckon he's worth to Fremantle? Oh, I reckon he's probably worth that, but this is a long deal. 10 if, years. You, if, you, if you extrapolate out what footy's worth over the next 10 years, it's probably worth more than. Well, oh, it's probably unders. Yeah, it's way unders. Because I think when the cap goes up, and it's going to go up in the, when the CBA is done, they say within the next yep. two months. I'm not so sure about that. But I reckon, Archie, I reckon that it'll go up 20 
20, 30%. And then the next TV deal, which is going to be in yep. five years or whatever, it'll be about the same. So what you're expecting now and what's now massive money is not going to be huge money. No. Alistair Lynch style, when he signed that 10-year deal with... And he's going to play... He's going to sign with Freo when he's 24. He's going to play till he's 34. And even if they need to carry him to his 35, 36 to get it done, I think it's sort of worth 20 to $25 million. Yeah, they won't. They're not going to make that call, though, are they? No. I would. Well, if someone offered you $15 million now to go to another radio station, Craig, what would you do? No, I don't like pay cuts. <laughs> Jeez, you're a fool. You're a damn fool. Hawthorne. Oh, come on. Hawthorne today. It'd be great to see Mitchell and Frawley here in Tasmania. They're going to turn it on. Uh, let us know your thoughts, Hawthorne fans. If you're in town, tell us about whether you agree. Are they still in the premiership window? Or is their time done? Picks and I are not aligned. Pay cut. one 300 48 We're in Tasmania this morning. one 300 48 I think we got our first beep. Back is here at Kings Meadows, Corner Road Possum and Hobart Roads. Mr. Reliable for Kubota. Need reliable, dependable backup power? Always use Kubota diesel generators. That's it. Call now for reliable, diesel, diesel backup power and dependable. Um, William Street in uh, Launceston. Here's the go at Glasgow Engineering. Mr. Reliable, who's yours picks this week? Well, it's hard to go past Bernard. And I'm not talking about Bernard Vince. I'm talking about Bernard Tomic. Bernie. He's made a goose of himself again. Yep. He's no, he doesn't want to go to the Olympics. That's fine. He doesn't, he's got too much money and not enough you know, responsibility. He's happy. He's the T20 equivalent, isn't he, of a Chris Gale? He's Chris Gale. He's yep. Chris Gale. He, he's the, exactly right. He's the... Uh, Making tenor, plenty of cash. The tennis version of Chris Gale. Doesn't really like authority. Uh, happy to, yeah, don't blush baby type yep. stuff. And yep. he doesn't want to go to the Olympics. And he's made a goose of himself again. Yep. Mine's, mine's Stock Paddy, standard. Mine's Paddy Dangerfield. I'll tell you why. Not only for his 33 possessions last night. But I love the way he embraced the week. Yeah, he's, he went to the, you know, did the interview at the airport and all that. Yeah, he did the interview at the airport. He did the interview before the game, after the game, during the game. He had the family at Moggs Creek for the broadcast. He just said, oh, I know, it's my week. Yeah. But you know, just in the, in the vision after the game, as soon as everyone finished the song, everyone started walking in the room. He walked straight to the media manager and he sort of said, what do you really need me to do? You want me to do the yeah. light? Like, he knew it was his night, his stage. I love the fact that he embraced the stage. It was sensational. So he is my Mr. Reliable, Paddy Dangerfield. We'll have a look at today's games next on Off the Bench. He was Off the Bench in Tasmania on this big weekend of football. It's great to have your company this morning and we thank our friends at Maccas here in Launceston for hosting us today. Big day, of course. Uh, Hawthorne and Fremantle and plenty of big games. Brisbane Collin with the other significant one this weekend. Picks, what do you think and how will this go down uh, this weekend? Nathan Buckley, obviously, plenty to lose in this game. Oh, no doubt about that. Uh, look, I think Brisbane can win. I mean, their home form's been, home ground form's been really good this year. Collingwood are just a shell of their former selves. They've got no forward power scoring options, really. Um, so I do think there can be an upset there. If it is an upset, I'm not sure what the odds are, but I think Brisbane can beat Collingwood. Yep. What are, what are your thoughts? Well, I like the Lions. Every time they play at home, I think they're an improving team. That said, Collingwood can find a way for mine to get it over the line and it's just they need to win pretty badly Colin. they just needed a pressure release I think from what they're going through at the moment yeah I saw them at the airport yesterday they were all jovial and I'm thinking yeah I'm not sure you'll be that jovial if they come back from playing the Lions and lose yep because I mean it's the end of their season we know that well, there's no hope they're making finals anyway yeah, but you look at Seedsman last night and the way he plays and I know he had a bit of an off night but he's had a really good season at the Crows no, not really he's, no. had a, he's had a very average season you're not a fan <laughs> not at all why? I reckon he's a good... He's a one-sided player that... Well, that goal he missed last night gave him any yep. chance. It's a good mark to get it, though. Lovely mark. 
but he's yep. 15 metres out directly yep. in front. And they, they, they put need, him in front for the first time of the night. He's missed it altogether. They need some flair players over the pies, I reckon. Um, well, yeah, it's been an interesting week with the players that have gone. And he Shaw's in probably career-best form, to be honest. Um, they've obviously got Swanee injured and a few yep. other players that have retired and whatever. But it's been a very, very... The blow torch is on Collingwood, no doubt. If they lose tonight, it'll come up. It'll ramp up even further. Um, North will beat Essendon pretty comfortably, you'd think, as Hawthorne will Fremantle. Giants will beat Gold Coast easily. Uh, Richmond-Sydney will be a bit of a one-sided affair, I think. Swan's too good. Oh, way too good. Yep. Carlton-Port Adelaide tomorrow will be a very interesting game. Blues a chance there. Massive chance. Sneaky chance. Uh, the other one I think is a, a rough hope to happen is Melbourne to beat Bulldogs. Yeah, I do too. I reckon their forward line power will concern the we'll Dogs, them. Yep. who have still got some issues great, with their defence. Great season, isn't it, so far? Been a ripping season of football. It's been good. We've been seen some emerges, Craig. We have seen some emerges, no doubt about it. And we've been, it's been great to emerge and re-emerge in Tasmania this morning.